2: So I really, really want to play the Animorphs PlayStation game.
0: I want to as well.
2: I know. I I desperately want to see if it's any good or not. I know nothing about it. There is also an Animorphs Game Boy Color game. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I don't know about that one either.
1: Is the PlayStation and the PC game the same
2: game? No. One of them is called... uh, The PC game is called Know the Secret okay and then well okay let me rephrase that i have not played either so i don't know for sure but they have different titles so i'm going to assume they're different uh the place playstation game is called shattered reality Mm -hmm. and i don't know what the game boy color that might be the same game okay i we were all excited to sit down and play the game and then the playstation didn't work oh so yeah it has a bad capacitor my playstation
1: Every time you say capacitor, I'm like flux capacitor. Same. I know, I know. Same. I'm like, I say, that,
2: I say that to sound like I know what I'm talking about, but I just watched a YouTube video <laughs> and they were like, if you're having this problem, it's probably this. And I'm like, I don't even know what a capacitor does. I guess it capacitates, it, it capacitates. <laughs> It's incapacitated currently. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I
0: bet it's just a connector to go from like something to change the voltage to go into a screen input. Mm-hmm.
2: All right, well, if you're going to use all these insider (laughs) terms like voltage.
0: Hey, I Alex builds puzzles. I do. And I had to explain to Shannon this week while we were rebuilding the escape room how I was pretty sure I wasn't going to set something on fire, but I couldn't guarantee that it would (laughs) not eventually cause a fire. And Shannon's like, I think that's fine. I'm like, listen, it's in a metal box. So if things go south, it's probably okay.
2: I'm trying to trying to make a podcast for the layman here. The layperson. The layperson. And, and Alex is over here using terms like voltage.
0: I've gone through five minutes of Arduino Academy and I'm like, I think I'm an expert <laughs> in this now.
2: Yeah, Yo, what am I? What did I go to school for engineering, Alex?
0: For 140 bucks on Amazon, you can <laughs> yeah. know
2: all of this.
1: <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> we should have gone to school for engineering.
0: We all sh- Listen. I'm looking around the room right now. We all should have gone to school for <laughs> Maybe we can. Maybe this is our next flex. We do an engineering school podcast where we go to school for engineering. Dude, that would rule. That would be fucking awesome. Hell yeah.
2: Also, I'm convinced that Arduino is a made-up word. <laughs> it's not. Like, it sounds it's, like it's, a Star it's, Wars it's- droid. It does. It's sounds. it's right on the level of Kuhatch to me. Yeah. <laughs> like every time you say it, it's like what is the real word for whatever it is you're talking about, I Alex?
0: mean, hatch is a made up word.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so is Arduino.
0: <laughs> Arduino is the the actual like processor that you can make the puzzles do stuff with. So like dial in a keypad and it turns a thing on or off over there. That's the Arduino is the little program that runs that lets you okay. do all that
2: stuff. Oh. So I should have those in my house.
0: Yeah, if you want, like, a smart house, if you want to be able to, like, do something over here and have something over there happen, yeah.
2: Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I say that. It would like be absolutely clamor. dumb. Yeah, it would be like, you type in a code over here, and then this light turns off, like, four rooms away, and everybody would be like, why'd you do that? I'm like, I don't know, because it could. I
0: would just get you a smart light oh. and hook it up to your Wi-Fi and then give you an app. I wouldn't bother. <laughs> I can I can do this tonight. Tim, I could fly in for... <laughs> probably,
2: (laughs) and I could do your entire
0: house with these lights, and we could have this set up like in an hour,
2: dude. I think you're missing the point of conquering the Arduino. Is more the I don't need it to actually do something that serves a purpose. No, no,
0: we what here's what we're doing. I'm okay. Here's what we're doing we are getting you an Arduino that when you punch in a code on the wall then a thing starts rising up out of your display of all of uh, the little guys in the boxes. Named- yeah, the, the Funkos. Yeah, the Funkos. <laughs> and yeah. there's a red LED light that's in there that lights up when this starts rising up because we power everything up and more Funkos ri- So when people are like, wow, this is a lot of Funkos, you can be like, <laughs> you can pull up a giant, like, you know, the plastic latches on like outlets so that they don't get wet. You can pull up a giant one of those. You can plug in a code like hiding it so like they don't know what it is and then drop the thing Thing, and then across the room it'll just be like <laughs> as more Funkos rise. And it'll have be fun- we, uh,
2: Have I have I told you what the weird thing that we are actually doing with the Funkos? No. So around Christmas time, the grocery stores have these Christmas tree, like wooden Christmas tree displays that they put like two liters of sodas on. Hell yeah, yeah. Like wooden. So I stole a couple of those. Still, still is the wrong term. They were that makes it sound like I did something. Yeah, they were borrowed yeah, for I, an
1: indeterminate amount of time. Yeah,
2: I liberated them. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and so we're gonna make a Funko tree. Amazing. <gasps> Fun. Yeah, yeah, and then sacrifice sacrifice a
0: Funko to it so the <laughs> others may thrive.
2: We have a a rather large Funko of Unicron from the nineteen eighty six. Animated Transformers movie that's going to be sure. the star atop the tree. Sure, so. it's
0: gone so far that all you have to say is "1986 animated <laughs> Transformers movie," and I think it's funny.
2: So yeah, we even we even got a set of like like a dolly so that if we put LED lights on the tree, which we were thinking about doing, you could like rotate it to see yeah, all the yeah, sides. Yeah, yeah. dude, so, that's awesome. Yeah, it's it's going to be an entirely ridiculous too time consuming for some weird reason project mm-hmm. but I'm I'm committed to it I'm, I'm commit committed to the to bit it. yep yeah absolutely
0: speaking of which ever since that day Phil has done a reign of terror on my TikTok <laughs> every Muppet TikTok there is has come into my inbox
1: <laughs> oh no oh no
2: it's so funny like all we have to do is say things about Alex. Just put it out into the universe, like the Chi Apologist thing. Oh my god. We just say Alex hates the Muppets. Alex never hated the Muppets. <laughs> but we made that into that a thing. Start. Yeah.
0: That's one of my favorite things was in the Discord, the whole like editing out the the meat yours uh explanation yeah. and and how that was something that everybody's like, release the Meacher tapes. And then at the end of it, oh, yeah. at the very end, they were like, I'm just kidding. You turned it to Alex as a Chi apologist, so I'm good with this now. <laughs>
2: oh, no. I also, uh, another thing in that Discord that made me really happy was the variations on the spelling of the word Meachers. Oh, my yes. God, yes. Yes. yes.
0: <laughs> to try and get it phonetically accurate to to Tim.
1: <laughs> so. There's horses in this Everworld book. How excited were you guys?
0: <laughs> 100. 100 excited.
2: We had a whole conversation on the last Horse Girls episodes, or last Horse Girls episode, about a winged horse versus a winged unicorn. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing that this was, these were winged horses.
0: These were Pegasi. These were- Pegasus. Yeah, these were not the, Pegasus.
2: al was it, Alicorns?
0: Yeah, Alicorns is the proper term. I'm trying to remember what Alpha Alex's name was.
2: Pegacorn? Pegacorn was one I of the I feel things. like
0: Pegacorn was one that you said, and Jenna <laughs> Geno- yeah. made the laugh. <laughs> the laugh that says, you've said the terrible thing, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> I was so fucking excited for these Pegasi. Yeah. Which I'm gonna keep asserting is the plural of
1: Pegasus. It is. It is. We learned it from that video. Yeah. (laughs) Pegasus. Pegasus. That's a deep, deep internet cut. It is. And yet I feel like we reference it quite a lot. We do. It's it's burned into our our brain area. Branded, as it were. Just like a winged horse.
2: Yeah. You know you know what I didn't do? Huh? Until right now, I didn't look at the inner cover.
1: Oh, me either. Let's do that together, okay?
0: The, the fuck inner cover. I have I have a hard a hard shell
1: book. <laughs> is that know what they're called? Hard <laughs> cover book. <laughs> Actual human yeah. building that is definitely yeah, looks like, not no.
2: Greek. It looks like the White House. Yeah, it's like the fucking capital. Like that's the, the, Capitol the, Capitol that's the Madison
0: Capitol building. That's the Madison Cap. I'm telling you right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a very like the statue.
2: Statue. And then you have four crazy kids right down here. Look at those goose. Yeah.
0: This is the inside cover of mine. It says nothing. Wait, it says St. Joseph's School, Wakefield, You're... Massachusetts, 01880. You stole okay, it from mine... your children.
2: Yeah, mine came from the Calvert Library, Aww. the Twin Twin Beaches Branch, which I think is Maryland. If I'm Did looking we get at it these abbreviations, from
0: the same right? book? or same book, same
2: state. No, yours was Massachusetts, right? Oh, Mine's yeah. indeed. D. It's
1: basically the same. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Sorry, everyone.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, it
1: takes from Massachusetts and Maryland. <laughs> They're tiny yeah. states that are in the same region that start with M.
2: I just learned exactly where Delaware is. Guess who was super freaking wrong his entire life about where Delaware was?
1: I don't more
0: know li- that I know where Delaware is. I,
2: it looked like it was outside of Maryland. Hey, hey, or, you know, uh, oh, is that right? Is that wrong?
1: More like, more like Delaware? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I like how Casey, I like how Kiki does the, hey, can y'all can y'all shut for a minute? No, I'm, I'm about to, I'm about no, to throw some stopped. gold at y'all. Did. Listen, I yeah. know that you guys I suck know, at geography. That was
1: very rude, and I'm sorry. No, it, no, was, it was fantastic. Amazing. It was
2: amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, so like I thought Delaware was next to Maine because I am bad at geography.
0: I did not think it was there.
2: I did. I thought it was really small and next to Maine, and that was why I never knew where it was.
1: I feel like it's long. It's a big ass blob of land. Between New Jersey and Washington D.C., okay, and I would say maybe a third of that landmass is Delaware, and the rest is where where the, the ponies live, Kentucky.
2: Assateague, yeah.
1: Assateague Island, uh, Shinkatique, Wallops Island. It's just a big long. There's a there's a city called Salisbury. That's where the steaks come from. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> Hopefully not pony steaks. No. Oh, no. Oh, no. Is it bad that I know where, like, Assateague Island is ge- generally and no. did not know where Delaware was no? <laughs> That may- That checks there's out a... for
2: you. Yeah, it mm-hmm. does. There's no there's no Delaware horse stories, I don't there's think. A, isn't
0: the Delaware quarter the horse?
2: De- what? Isn't did the, you just the, say? is
0: Delaware the you know how, like, they have state quarters? And they well, yeah,
2: because like... I think those islands are oh, part of Delaware. Yeah, I'm just saying they don't, like...
0: But it was, no, it was the, Paul the dude... Yeah, yeah, the British are coming. Dude. Yeah. You know, you get it. The quarters. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the, yeah. I think it is a horse. Yeah. I'm pretty sure.
2: I have no idea. I have no idea. But if those islands are part of Delaware, like those islands are the story, but there's no like Delaware horse story. You no, know what i Yeah, it's, like, it's Misty of Delaware. not Misty
1: yeah.
0: of like.
2: Shinketeague, Delaware. Yeah. They never yeah.
0: put the state designator after Shingetik. <laughs> I wouldn't have read that book. <laughs> <laughs> I bet that I'm pretty sure the state quarter is the it's it got Paul Revere.
1: Fuck yeah! I, I googled it. Uh, uh, I googled I'm a quarter uh, nerd.
2: Casey, did y'all like the book?
0: I, I did, and I'm I don't need I don't really know why other than the Pegasus. I feel like I may just be Pegasus for <laughs> the rest of the book.
1: <laughs> Um, there's some interesting ideas, and I'm really excited for the second half of the book. Yeah. first half of the book, I was like, oh my god, this is all dialogue. Yeah, it's
2: a lot of setup.
1: (laughs) But they dropped a lot of real juicy stuff in the beginning that I hope will pay off later, so I'm excited for that to manifest. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I enjoyed christopher through april's eyes this time not enjoyed S- but like yeah
2: but so much better so right? much
0: better S-
2: like still shitty S- still shitty i do see the elements of the turning the corner even if it's in like yes. shitty manners yes where it's like he doesn't you know make the anti-semitic comment mm-hmm. he does make a comment that he didn't make the anti-semitic comment which is still like shitty mm-hmm. and like even david's like i don't care if you say it you know what i'm saying yeah. but like at least he's noticing that he's doing it, which I feel like we've made ground there. But yeah, I do. It's Christopher's such a better character when we don't know what he's thinking.
1: <laughs> Does it feel
2: abrupt, though?
1: No,
0: but only because of the shit that happened to him. At Because like, it felt to me like the reason he turned the corner was because the Nazi guy is threatening his little brother. And he's right. like, I have to make a switch in my life to distance myself from this person. Okay.
2: It was such a shocking event that I feel like you could you could do that quickly. Mm-hmm. Because like you it was make such a big choice instead of y- coming right, to the conclusion. Right, right, right. Whereas if it hadn't been quite such a s- strong event, I could see that that it, it kind of would be like man, I don't know, but
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, I sort of forgot about the the Nazi guy because I was like just thinking about the Ganymede stuff. And I yeah. was like, "Well, it doesn't make sense that like Ganymede died." Now he's like, "I have to be nicer to everyone." Like that didn't make sense <laughs> to me. But then I was like, "Oh yeah, you guys are right." This, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking fucking Kurt or whatever, Thomas or whatever, or
0: whatever. That Steve, guy.
1: Paul, I don't know, I
2: forgot the <laughs> 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 He doesn't matter. He sucks. Um, Wait, who are we talking about? The Nazi, Nazi guy? guy,
0: the stringy-haired, greasy wimp Nazi. Yeah, guy. not
2: not Victor Trent, but the no, not the employee, Victor Trent, whose name yeah.
0: I will never forget. <laughs> 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 yeah, I I Pegasus blinded myself. I did um not love some stuff April did early on, and like that seemed to change a little bit. But like, super the first couple chapters of this book, I felt like April was like also kind of like waffling into some weird problematic territory that she hadn't been in before. Hmm. And then she kind of like wandered back out of it. It was like back to like April that we know and love. And like, I don't,
2: know. I don't know if I caught that. So we may have to, during the recap, we may have to talk about that a little bit. Cause I might've missed that. In fact, I will guarantee that I missed it. Cause I don't really know, <laughs> but I'm very interested to hear it. You know what I got from the first half of this book was a, a, a very strong feeling of, like, where's it going?
0: Oh, I have no idea.
2: <laughs> yeah, the book series? Like, I like, I have no idea where we're actually headed with this thing. God. It doesn't feel at times like we're building up to the big battle with ka like like you would sort of, like, think. Like, let's just build up. Like, I it just feels like we're going weird places, and I don't know where we're going to end up by book 12.
0: I had this thought today when I was reading that was, like... I feel like we're just gonna keep struggling along until one of them dies, and then we'll know
2: that kind of feels like a like a yes, I don't know where I was going, but I'm gonna yes that <laughs> because that 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 does feel like like we're just kind of circling around, yeah, you know, yeah, we're just
0: gonna keep circling around forever. And-
1: and I think we need to answer that question of what happens to you in the real world when your Everworld self
2: dies. Yeah, yeah.
0: And then it'll just be a race to the bottom.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: Because the people in Everworld won't know.
2: That's also true. No, they will. They I will. I guess
0: once they fall asleep, right? And yeah, they with yeah. the real world. Yep. And
2: then they look over and Christopher's charred body is there in the real world because i'm gonna assume you set you set a blaze you, you just it, burst into flames happy
0: fucking amazing like to sorry like this this they die in <clears throat> everworld and then they show up and like they fall asleep they re they're all excited to be like oh my god we'll find out if he's here blah blah, blah. they like pop in they're all in like english class and like christopher's like het wand acid spit through charred yeah. body is sitting in English class and they're like well oh, fuck dude. that didn't work
2: so what you have just described is nightmare on Elm Street rules and yeah. I am here for it like when Freddy would stab a guy and he'd wake up and he's like ah I got stab marks from the, the Freddy claw
0: okay that's good to know
2: yeah so I'm gonna assume that that's you know what until somebody proves differently That's going to be my assumption.
0: But they have gotten hurt and it has not translated to the real world. Yeah. So.
2: I still think that your idea is really neat.
0: Yeah. So I'm going to
2: stick with it even though it hasn't really shown that way so far. Just for neatness factor, I'm going to go with it.
1: Okay. So what if, if you die in Everworld, Mm -hmm. that like turns you into a portal? Maybe that's how like Senna. (gasps) became Whoa. Oh, b- wait
2: okay what if there's like what if there's other things you could like 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 it's not necessarily a portal but there's like other things that you you become a part of the the bigger puzzle not puzzle puzzle no 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 not puzzle like a different <laughs> element or piece of of the, of the puzzle like yeah no, i didn't know <laughs> i couldn't I, I don't know where i'm going with it uh like like maybe not this the next person's not a door but they are given some kind of...
0: Like Palantir? Like they become the Palantir between Everworld.
2: I would 100% agree with that if I knew what a Palantir was.
0: <laughs> the uh, orb that Sauron had that he would see divine like the future. Yeah yeah like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, like what if they're given different powers, basically?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh my God, There's one a... of them could control the timelines between Everworld and the real world? Yeah. Oh, oh fuck, that would be so cool.
2: That would be so cool.
0: It would probably be April because that's how she started. I think she started this book that way, mentioning like the, the weird slippage of the
2: wheels. What if it's a pyramid scheme? <laughs> okay. All right. Stay with me. Okay. Stay with me. Right. So, Cinna is uh, somehow in the Everworld. Like, we'll, yeah. we'll say she was born in the Everworld, right? Uh-huh. Uh, right. So, she's, she's, she's in the Everworld and she's walking around and then... Boom, dude comes up and stabs her, right? Sure. Like, just like out of nowhere. It's just like, key high, right? Right in, her, right in her, I don't know, wherever it would hurt and like kill her, right? <laughs> and then he looks at her and he's like, ha, 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 now it's you. And then he runs away. It turns out that guy was the door until he killed somebody else and gave them the door. Mm. And that's why Senna brought them in, because she wants one of them to die somehow.
1: Oh my God, it's Santa Claus rules.
2: Yes! yes it's the santa claus rules.
1: <laughs> the santa claus yes <laughs> oh it's so good oh,
0: yes yes
2: okay 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 mm-hmm. but that doesn't make sense because then she would have just stabbed one of nope, them already because
0: because remember pyramid scheme rules she has to bring in more
2: right Mm -hmm. right now it makes sense yeah it's
0: an upstream thing
2: and what if what if she can't directly stab them
0: they can't witness it that's why she was trying to like
1: glamour okay and christopher
2: yeah Mm -hmm. shit.
1: anything's possible in every (laughs) world what te what te -te?
0: they had a a a wte in here today and i read it as what te well, i know i do the oh, same. same
2: thing now yeah yep i have been pavlovian trained mm-hmm. when i see that it is now what te
0: um also the detail about sona's mom disappearing into nowhere uh-huh no one knows where she went uh-huh how's Sonna's mom gonna play into the everworld oh
2: 100 who was it was it you was it Kiki? That oh. said mom, mom was, wait, mom was the human. I don't remember even what we said. That uh, mom was years. a human yeah. and Zeus or something the, got together the, and that's yeah. what made us a Zenna or, or Loki. Yeah. Maybe it was Loki. We
1: were surmising yeah. that Senna was like at least half a god or something.
2: Yeah. So I, Indeed. that just, it's, it's too much of a, <laughs> it's too much of a plant that Senna's mom disappearing.
0: And like no one knows where she is. Oh wow, that sounds like Everworld. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Ooh, maybe Santa was like trying to take over her mom somehow through the portal, and accidentally all of her mom's there. And then this is her change to her spell curse, and so she half half them, half them, real world, Everworld. Ooh. Maybe next time she'll be like, no, I'll make a real portal.
1: This was merely a test portal.
0: Yeah. These are my test subjects for my MLM scheme. <laughs> <laughs> what if
2: Senna was trying to become the doorway, and she became the doorway to another universe, and that's where mom is now?
1: Hmm. She's trying to find her mom.
0: What if her mom is Ka-Anor? <gasps> I, I
2: I don't think that's off the table. I don't think that we've seen the real ka We've had this no? conversation.
0: Mm-hmm. think Centipede yeah. Man was uh, fake? I think so.
2: Yes, I do. I think he was the 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 big monster in front of the curtain, mm-hmm. and then there was a tiny little Senna's mom or something behind the curtain saying, "Pay hey, no attention Just to Senna's mom." Monsters with her little <laughs> <meals>? <laughs> We've
1: never seen Senna and Cailanor in the same room. I, we've probably made that joke. God damn it! We have not made that joke. Five hundred percent sure we've made that joke. We God have not made it. that joke. Are you sure? Yes. Listen, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been one week. So
2: sorry. I have never seen Alex and Michael Grant in the same room at the same time.
0: Being been on Zoom together.
2: Yeah, that could be faked. That could be staged.
0: Wouldn't that be wild, though, if I were Michael Grant and I just came on here to, like, critique harshly my own... <laughs> <laughs> wild turn of
1: events
2: the michael grant we know is just an actor you hired
1: the michael grant was strong
2: in this section of the book though
1: yeah i feel like michael grant is
0: super strong in all of these books
2: mm-hmm. yeah and it's only going to get stronger as it gets weirder
0: this was the time where like catherine was like i have a baby please stop asking
2: me i <laughs> think of michael grant was just like you know Catherine was just happily going along riding Everworld. She's like, mm, I need to take a break. He's like, I got this. <laughs> and then next thing you know, you've got satyr legs running around. And <laughs> she reads
1: it later like, what the fuck?
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is what happens when I leave you alone. Ganymede died? Are you joking?
0: I wonder, like... This would be a a fun interview question at some point if we ever talk to either of them again. But, like, I wonder if there's ever a point where they actually do that, where they're, like, reading each other's writing and then, like, from across the house, (laughs) they're like, what the fuck?
2: (laughs) (laughs) That would be... You have to ask that question if you... (laughs) I I have to know. I have to know. You know, Michael's reading it and he's just like, this is just too happy what's happening here right now.
1: (laughs) need some more (laughs) doom.
2: Yeah, we need to grant this thing up a little bit. We
1: need to grant, uh, grant, grant it up. <laughs> he's going to like third person himself
0: like this needs, this needs some more grant. <laughs> Not even his real last name. So I like that he refers to it that way.
1: I'm picturing him as like a little like winged creature with the hat and the cigar. And he's like pointing the cigar like a wand and just being like, this needs to change. This needs some more devastation. Let's put some gore over here. Like, he's, like,
2: a fairy godmother, but of darkness. (laughs) Doom. Doom.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Drama.
0: Doom. Go home now. (laughs) (laughs) I love that he's, like, the angel and the devil, but he's, it's just, that you just get the devil on your
2: shoulder. Yeah, yeah. Where's the other guy? I'm going to be writing my novel, and I was like, hmm. I might have to kill this character, and the little Michael Grant will appear on my shoulder and be like, "Kill him." And then another Michael Grant will appear on the other shoulder and be like, "Kill him."
0: When you said I'm writing my novel, I immediately assumed it was an autobiography, <laughs> and I was like, "I mean, for if you got to kill him for the plot," and then I was like, "Who's Tim going to kill off in his autobiography?" I went through this whole character of like. I mean, it's got to be That's one it. of us.
2: So if I were to write my autobiography, and Grant the first enough. half, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> because it would it would lead up to the point where I am in my life right now, and then it would go into the future and completely off the rails. <laughs> It'd be like, none of this has happened, and none of this is even remotely likely to happen. I'd be like, I don't care.
0: Michael Grant said it could. Yeah. He wouldn't <laughs> lead me astray. <laughs> yeah.
2: Like I had to kill one of the main characters.
0: So who are you doing? Who are you killing off, Tim?
2: Oh, I would make up a character. It wouldn't be a real person. There would no, be somebody. It that... Has to be one no, of no, us. No, Otherwise, no, the emotional no, connection <laughs> isn't there. It would be the 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 other person that started horse girls with us, <laughs> named. Oh, I gotta come up with something that's not even remotely close to anybody we actually know. So hang on. I almost said a couple of names that were actual people we know, and I'm like, nope, no. Um,
0: Jedediah.
2: Jed, nope, it's gotta be, it's gotta be a A
0: totally made up.
2: No, 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 not totally made up. It's just gotta sound like somebody who would be on Horse Girls with us.
0: Well, I mean, Jedediah sounds Amish faction. (laughs) Horse Girls. (laughs) Talking about the Amish horses. Uh,
2: What's some like really, really. yeah, that's who. <laughs> oh, actually, you know what? From I would. It would actually be Ashley Grant. She would be the rich horse girl that was on the podcast with us. Hell yeah. And she would go, like, all Lori Carmichael. And, like, oh, man, these are some references. If you're not <laughs> listening to Horse Girls, these are going to come from left field for you. But she would go very Lori Carmichael and start out as the rich, snotty best friend, but then learn the way of Balinor.
0: And then die.
2: And then die and just totally beef it in the year, like, 2040.
0: So, like, she still lived a pretty darn good life. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, see, I don't but think when you're granting it up. This isn't in no, the spirit of Grant.
2: She was killed by an alien invasion.
0: At 12 or something.
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she, okay, so she lived till 2040. Went back into the past to oh. fight in a yeah. She that's Nothlet
0: how. as her human yes. child self yes. Yes. after living a long life as a horse girl. Yes. Got the powers back to morph. Obviously, mm-hmm. at some point. Then when the horse was old, she it to herself and then tragically died in a war.
2: Uh yes. When she went back in time, she went back to her sixteenth <laughs> birthday the day that she was given a yellow she mustang. She
0: died on her quinceañera? So that's the 15th, isn't it?
2: Shit. I have no idea. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it is. I think the way yeah. that numbers work in Spanish, pretty sure it's 15.
2: <laughs> it. Okay. Yes, Casey.
1: I was just going to say, I have to give the boy his eardrops. I'll, I'll oh. be like two minutes. Okay. Yeah. So keep vamping.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: But I'll be right back. Okay.
2: So I don't know what it is, but I will run my mouth for hours yeah i mean hours until the minute somebody says keep talking
0: yeah and then, and then like,
2: i yeah i can't I think of words. a single yeah <laughs> it's like <laughs> i don't think i've ever talked before i'm pretty sure this is my first time
0: i was in an uber today because i had to go to the auto repair shop to pick up my car and I, for an oil change uh it was oil change tire rotation um and then i got a uh, tune up done because my car was like shifting super hard um so yeah
2: alex yeah. lives in a part actually no i'm going to say it lives in a a time where people have to drop their car off for oil changes and i think that's buck wild because you don't i have don't even <laughs> I don't even get out of the car for my oil Okay,
0: change. first of all, I still think that's a crime. <laughs> <laughs> I still think you're going to kill someone. But all right. <sighs> okay, sorry. Back. Oh, fuck. I never even told you the, the whole talking thing, though. Okay, so circle back to your first comment about forgetting how to talk, which I did. I was in the Uber <laughs> today. And the guy was very, like polite he was talking to me he started talking about like the roads and the turns around me he's like oh i'm surprised the speed limits like this with this here and i said a thing back to him about it and like my heart wasn't in it i don't care what the speed limit is (laughs) and like i realized at a certain point like we we just lapsed into silence and i was like am i bad at talking
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh
2: i'm gonna question myself every time i speak to anybody now for the rest of my life i'm gonna be like was my heart in that <laughs> my, my heart? heart wasn't in that, in that. conversation
0: <laughs> it's like yeah have you ever turned left off of frontage road it's a blind left turn and i'm like i my heart's not in this <laughs> <laughs> I, I can take is. or leave this
1: conversation
0: yeah I'm like <laughs> you're right but i i don't care
2: that would shatter me as a human if I'm talking to somebody for the first time and they looked at me and was like, I could take or leave this conversation. I'd be like, I hate everything. Oh, no.
0: Yeah. What if they said, my heart's not in this? Yeah.
2: Oh, no. I would hope I'm that I would so be like, for them. I get it. I get it. Oh, my heart's not in this. I was like, I hate that so much when it's like, you're on Discord, right? Like, this is the worst feeling. And it's like, you know, 20 people are all having this big, long conversation. And then I dive in with my goof and all of a sudden the conversation just stops. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, I killed it.
1: No. I killed it dead. I feel like that all the time. I know. Oh.
2: <laughs> I just straight up murdered this conversation. Oh, it was no. so much fun for everybody till I got here. No.
1: Everyone was miserable until you got there. Their hearts <laughs> weren't in that conversation, <laughs> too. They're not replying because they're like, oh, man, how can I top whatever Tim just yeah. said? I'm just going to give up on my life. Shit. You want to recap this book? Yeah. No. No? All right, fine. You've talked me into it. Only if you're sure.
0: My, my heart's <sighs> in it. I'm ready. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> As it turns out, Olympus is the Ritz Carlton of Everworld. The beds are gigantic and soft. You can get any food or drink you want, and there's sexy people walking around offering their services all of the food is delicious and perfect and april is loving every minute of it christopher and jaleel show up in her room wearing togas and they're like this fucking rules david shows up a while later with a sword and he's like this does not fucking rule nobody will answer my fucking questions (laughs) and as they're talking about that shit this woman shows up and her eyes just start rolling back in her head and she chants the following which i wrote down word for word because it seems important Olympus by the Hetwan hordes besieged. Hell is God's nord shall feed. Lest strangers bring the witch to heed the alien blacksmith's secret need. And she's like, hey, what's up? I'm Cassandra. And Jaleel is like, oh, yeah, you're the oracle who is cursed to speak the truth, but no one will believe you. And she's like, yeah, no shit. And then <laughs> David says, well, we should believe her, but I don't believe her. And Christopher can't even remember what she said. And April's like, everything she said was bullshit. And Cassandra's like, never mind. And she leaves. And that's the first chapter.
2: So, okay. I'm going to assume that most people listening to this podcast right now have listened to the other podcasts in our family of podcasts. But Cassandra, the Oracle, is what it's like to be Alex with Animal Facts. Because all she does is speak the truth about animals, and yeah. everybody in the world's like, no, that's not right.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> I didn't realize it till this moment, but that is a thousand percent accurate. Yes. It's so
1: true, though.
2: <laughs> but I loved that part, like, so much when they're like, man, we even know that we're supposed to believe her, but she's making this shit up. <laughs> And yeah. I was like, what That's a so tough matter. what a tough pickle to be in.
0: <laughs> like how does she like it must be horrible just like saying real prophecies? Like at what point do you just like stop like <laughs> she she clearly didn't care, but like what point do you just like not go to their room or anything and just like yeah. say it out loud alone and then get back to your day?
2: The 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 amount of throwing your arms up when people finally realize that what you said was true. Has got to be just off the charts. I also love how Kiki gave Agatha voice. Yes, I because me that's too. absolutely no. That's absolutely how she would talk. <laughs> She'd be like, "Yeah, I know."
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> I, uh, I said this thing, and people would be like, "No, you, no, you didn't." <laughs>
1: Fuck you.
2: <laughs> Can't gaslight her. Exactly how Alex responds to all of us. <laughs>
1: It's just hard
0: speaking the truth when no one believes you. <laughs> oh no, I I'm not the type of person that like reads about like the gods and and like amazing people and thinks like oh yeah I am that person. Like I don't ever want to like go around and be like yeah I I think I'm the main character of this story. But I I finally understand it because I'm pretty sure <laughs> that I am the factual person that will not be believed. <laughs> I'm just going to start walking in rooms and, like, saying facts and rolling my eyes back in my head and then leaving.
2: <laughs> I wish you would. Somehow, Alex got cursed at a zoo at a young age.
0: <laughs> That's why I keep visiting zoos with you guys, hoping to break yeah. the curse.
2: <laughs> like, there was just this, this, this wizard, this crotchety old wizard, zoo wizard walking around, and you stepped on his foot, and he's like... Uh, a curse upon thee Dude. you will know all and believe by none
1: it's like it's like the wild thornberries except somewhat worse of a curse probably <laughs> i think it's way worse of a yeah. curse talk to animals or no one believes you no about curse. animals and no one
2: will believe you <laughs> fuck alex walks in and says bird fact eyes roll back in the back of the head oh wait you're the bird fact person that nobody believes uh, yeah, no shit. And then just walks right back out.
0: <laughs> Tell me something I don't know. <laughs> and then later, people will be like, wow, do you know this fact about birds? <laughs> oh my God. Oh. It was like, I know the exact feeling. And it was when Brennan Lee Mulligan was trying to identify a sage grouse. Everybody goes, yeah, that's the bird guy. And I'm going, it's a sage grouse. He's going, no one knows what this bird is. And I'm like. "Ah." Oh,
1: my God. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I kind of felt bad for him until that bird. And I was like, Brennan, it's a sage grouse. Fucking sage grouse.
0: Come on, man the the roseate spoonbill too he should have fucking
2: known it's a kind of
0: literal spoonbill
2: when he, when he looked at that bird and said nobody knows what that bird is i was like you're right <laughs> you're right nobody Brendan does. is
0: the one who is always wrong about bird facts but is cursed to be believed about all of his bird facts
2: <laughs> he's the one that proves that he, that he, he makes balance in the universe Oh,
0: my God. I want nothing more than to be the dark energy to Brennan's life. <laughs> I was about say, you got a battle now. Oh, oh, I'm I'm ready. I got so many bird facts.
1: <laughs> I can't wait until you two meet. It's going to be great. I'm deep into Dimension 20 right now. Anyway. Yeah, same. Okay. So. Chapter two. Chapter two is the Everworld recap. Here's what's going on chapter. This is an April book. She's still upset that her Everworld self is eating away at her real world self and that's the part of her she wants to save. But she can't deny there is a beauty and a seduction about Everworld. I mean, she's like literally Superman here. Um, She thinks about her friends, how they're not even really her friends. They're all just connected by Senna. She thinks that something bad happened to David early in life that makes him feel the need to prove himself, and they all rely on his bravery, but she also feels guilty for doing so. She likes Christopher 90% of the time when he's not being the fucking worst, but she also thinks he's deeply unhappy and also, like, maybe an alcoholic at this point? Um, But despite all that, she likes him and thinks that there's hope for him. Jaleel is a complete enigma to her. She likes and trusts and respects him. But he is really smart, he can outwit anybody, and his lack of faith in any type of god scares her a little. And then there's Senna. April's feelings toward her compatriots are co- complicated, but her feelings toward Senna are not. She fucking hates her. She fucking hates me! <laughs>
2: da, 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 da. Anyway.
1: So, April's really fucking
2: intuitive. Yeah. They're picking up on the David stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So wait what was the what was the problematic behavior She Have we gotten there yet
0: Yeah it was like interspersed in these first few chapters and it was like she was just making throwaway comments about like different racist things and like behaviors that she would like tolerate that were just like
2: Oh okay It was when okay. she was talking
0: about like how much she liked Christopher and like yeah sure well sometimes like she was just excusing like I gotcha. shitty behavior yeah. yeah it wasn't anything, yeah. like
2: super overt yeah, there's no excuse for Christopher.
0: But I like that he's turning a corner.
2: I do, too. <sighs> I do, too.
0: Yup. And but then this was the chapter, two that mentioned uh, Senna's mom just dis- disappeared, right? Because it was the familial ties to Senna Wales. Maybe. Something like that. It was, like, here the next It was right in here. Okay. It doesn't matter. This isn't important. Senna's mom is gone.
1: Forever. Horribly gone. Forever world. That's going to be important.
2: She was teleported to the wrong universe, where she started a family and became lawyer of the year. No.
1: No. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. What does it mean? a cute young man who looks like Noah Wiley shows up. That's the most nineties thing we've encountered so far. Um, and says that Zeus requests an audience with them. And they're like, "What? are you for real? Why aren't we meeting with the secretary? What are we even supposed to wear? How are we supposed to address him? The dude's like, you should address him by his formal name, unless he decides to take you into his bed. In which case you should call him Zeus, which like was horrifying to me. Yeah. Um, not inaccurate, but horrifying. Um, David's like, okay, bring us suitable clothing and let us know if there's any further etiquette we need to know. Jaleel is like, wow, you're really good at bossing servants around. And Christopher makes a horrible fucking joke and then immediately blushes and apologizes, which is a new development for Christopher. The servants bring them suitable clothes and April refuses the sandals in favor of her running shoes. Jaleel is like, well, I hate wearing this thing. It's basically a dress, but at least we're going to get immortality. And Christopher starts to say, yeah, about that but then a terrible band arrives to march them over to Zeus's place. They walk through the perfect streets and it turns out that the place that they were staying, is very modest compared to the other areas of the city. Everyone is healthy, attractive and strong. And Olympus itself feels like they're walking through a museum. There's like sculptures everywhere. It's really pristine and shiny. Um, Zeus's house is like a giant version of the Parthenon big enough for Loki's entire castle to fit through the front door. They pass by a statue of a woman in a helmet holding a spear, and April's like, huh, she looks rad as hell. And then she sees the actual human person standing there, and it's Athena. Athena watches them, and April feels as small as a bug. I, I want
2: that. I want somebody to walk past a massive statue of me and then see <laughs> me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what a power move. You can write that in your autobiography. Do it.
2: Actually, I, I can. I can.
1: Though. Okay takes them two hours to walk to Zeus's place and 15 minutes to make it to the top of the stairs, and they're all fucking dying by the time they get up there. Servants whisk them off to a side room to freshen up and then escort them into the main room. There are columns topped with statues of deities surrounding a circular room with a retractable dome roof. On a platform stands two or three dozen gods surrounded by servants that are carrying trays of drinks and munchies. Um, they see a young woman with a bow and arrows and hunting dogs and an angry-looking man with crazy eyebrows and a bloody sword. They also see their old friend Dionysus. He's like, hey, so don't look directly at Zeus until he's done changing shape or else you'll probably die. Then he laughs and turns into a seven foot tall, handsome young man. And then he goes off and explains that gods look how they're expected to look. Like, look at Artemis. She's the goddess of the hunt and protector of virginity. And she looks the way she does because there's no point in being a protector of virginity if she looks ugly, right? Right? And David's like, okay, anyway, so why are we here? And Dionysus is like, well, I'm sure you've noticed all of the Hetwans surrounding up Mount Olympus. I sort of told Zeus that you were mighty warriors that defeated them, and that you can drive them out of Olympus. David's like, you did what? And a new voice says, and yet none of you are a Hector or an Achilles. And it's Athena! And the loud voice says, oh, my daughter Athena's here. Now we may begin. And that is the chapter.
2: Yeah. I, so... I like the way the gods interact and I like this portion of the story Uh like the gods are all sort of put in their their sort of the roles that they Mm -hmm. project Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they they stay there Mm -hmm. and that becomes a factor later in the in the story Mm -hmm. yeah I like but I think it's neat yeah
0: I liked it. I like, as somebody who's been listening to the epic, the musical, I was, Ooh. every time Athena showed up, I was like, it's Athena, badass in the arena, and like then just constant on a loop in my head. Nice.
2: I saw *Hades Town* once. It's so good. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to whenever Which any week. people start talking about musicals in front of me, I'm like. I realize how little I know about everything in life whenever these conversations start talking. Like, I'm like, I don't know what's going on. And so like, that's always my go to, like I saw Hadestown and then everybody talks about how much they love Hadestown. And I'm like, yeah, it was really good. I don't know shit about anything. Our but friend I that kn- we
0: uh, went with went, took his father-in-law the other day. And we're like, where was our invitation? He's like, I took my wife and father-in-law. And I was like, where was our invitation, you <laughs> fucking coward? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that'll that'll teach him.
0: I don't think it will.
1: <laughs> uh, I will talk, talk to y'all about Hadestown in two weeks. I'm so excited. The crowd parts to reveal a giant eagle, and Athena goes and kneels before him. He's like, hello, daughter, I am no longer mad at you. Also, who are these mortals? Are these the warriors you promised Dionysus? Dionysus is like, yes, these guys have killed so many Hetwan. And Ares is like, poof, I kill Hetwan too. And Heracles is like, I have slain more than a thousand Hetwan. And they start having a big dick measuring contest. The eagle starts demorphing into human form and lightning appears in his hand as he demands the mortals tell him him who they are. David and the others go through the whole rigmarole of how they got to Everworld. Senna's a witch. Ganymede got eaten. All that good stuff. Um, Then they start discussing strategies for the Hetwan. They're very easy to kill one on one, but they reproduce very quickly and likely mature quickly as well, seeing as how they saw no babies in the Hetwan City. So basically you have to kill them faster than they can multiply. Heracles and Ares resume their pissing contest, Apollo chimes in that they only have a thousand warriors left, and Christopher is like, You guys are fucking screwed, and if you're not afraid of Ka'an-or, you're even dumber than you look.
2: What happens to Zeus if he stays in Eagle Morph more than two hours? Yeah. This is my question. It's
1: what we all want to know. He goes and seduces some maiden somewhere, probably.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if, like, if I was in a room full of gods and people were like, hey, here's this guy. I'd be like, I'm slightly intimidated at this situation. I don't think I want to be here anymore. I'm going to go hide.
0: Yeah, but then if they were like, he's a giant eagle, I'd be like, ah, allow me to tell you some facts.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And everyone would be
1: like, pshh. Okay, yeah. whatever. <laughs> okay, Alex.
2: Yeah, whatever, cloaca, whatever that is, <laughs> like, that's a thing. Yeah,
0: every, basically every movie dubs over a red-tailed hawk scream over an eagle because nobody gets their actual sound right. Yeah, sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, oh really? dude, I saw a hawk today, and I thought it was wearing Jesses and I'm like, why is there a falconer around here? It was a snake. It caught a snake. Oh, hell yeah. It was pretty cool
2: okay that conversation was wild because i didn't know what the thing was that the bird was wearing Josh's. and so i thought i thought casey saw a snake and mistook it for an eagle or a hawk they I mean, look very similar snakes and snakes and like this bird comes flying by and casey's like that's oh, a hawk oh shit no it's a flying snake <laughs> <laughs> my mistake how can i be so yeah. silly Ah <laughs> uh, beans. <laughs> uh, beans.
1: Alex, would you like to tell everyone what jesses are so that no one can believe you?
0: Yeah, yeah, I'd love to. <laughs> so uh falconers and anybody that's working with birds, they have uh bracelets on their on their legs, ones that you use for programs or hunting or whatever. And uh then jesses are the piece of leather that you run through it. That you can then connect to the leash if you are walking them and not flying them currently, uh, or just to take control of the birds. So that's what it's they are. The
2: part where we we dub over Brendan Lee Mulligan <laughs> telling an incorrect fact <laughs> now that everybody's going to believe. Oh
1: no. Okay, so Christopher has just offended them horribly, and Ares is like, "I'm gonna fucking kill you!" And Athena and Dionysus defend him. Dionysus reminds Zeus once again that he promised them immortality. Zeus is now mostly man and April finds she can indeed not look at him without being very uncomfortable. Sometimes I feel the same way about (laughs) looking at people. Anyway, (laughs) Zeus is like, all right, immortality is come step forward. And Christopher is like, actually, I don't want it. Ganymede saved my life, but then I ran away when it was my turn to save him. So me turning down immortality is payment. Ares thinks they're being very disrespectful Artemis tells them to shut up and then before they know it all the gods are arguing and fighting with each other and the weather starts getting all crazy there's thunder booming and electricity and whirlwinds and typhoons and bullshit happening Um, and the only one not fighting is Athena who's watching all of this just like shaking her head and the kids are like alright time for us to go and Zeus commands them to hold and then of course they find they cannot move because god puppeteering or something. Um, Zeus stands up he's fully humanoid He kicks Dionysus and he picks up Ares by his feet and throws him into a pillar Ares is like fuck you Man I'm leaving and the storm Calms down David is like No wonder they're getting their asses handed to them And Christopher's like no man don't Piss them off again and David's like no You know what screw them I'm about to tell them What's what the kids feel Very proud of their leader but they Start to back away from him just in Case yeah Yeah
0: I don't know how big Zeus is. Like 30 goddamn dicks tall.
1: (laughs) (laughs) 12 stories high made of radiation. Well, so it says he kicked Dionysus. And I assume that, like, I I was picturing, like, I don't know, you're just walking, you kick a rock or something. But I guess he could have, like, roundhouse kicked him.
0: See, I think it's a, like... You take me for a conjurer of cheap tricks, Frodo. Like, that kind of moment. Like, I think he just, like, grows as he intimidates them. (laughs) Yeah. Like, the rest of the party is all, like, like, descended into arguing, like, babbling chaos and screaming Uh at each other. And he just, like, slowly inflates, like, looming over
1: them. I like that. That scene plus, like, the council of Elrond's argument, like, smashed together into one scene
0: my very stupid thing that I was going to say was that the thing that makes it the most unbelievable as these were teenagers. And again, don't check me on the times, uh, was that when he was like, freeze, nobody was like, everybody clap your hands. <laughs> 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 uh, that was,
1: that was a stupid thought. No, it's great. So that would do. <laughs>
0: Crisscross. Criss, criss, you couldn't, you'd be frozen ta, to the floor. <laughs> Hands on your knees. Hands on your, your knees. knees. Get funky with it. That's why we wouldn't make it in Everworld. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we're too, too, busy doing the cha-cha slide. Yeah.
0: And they'd be like, hey, we're debating your deaths right now. And we'd be like, oh, yeah?
2: You say that. Do you know how amazing it would be when the trees start doing the cha-cha slide around you? Oh,
1: my God. Incredible. <laughs> yes.
2: The satyr <seder> legs. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: Okay, at the end of Everworld, you know how for a while in, like, animated movies, there would be just, like, this big ensemble, like, musical number at the end? Mm -hmm. I want that. Yep. (laughs) This would be so much
0: not at all a K-Applicate book, but if they had just gone through and every single challenge area that they go through was solved by, like, a musical number or, like, a dance (laughs) that they have to teach them, like, solution one. Macarena. How are you going to Macarena your way out of this? Mm -hmm, Like, mm -hmm. It would be the most 90s and the least Applegate book
2: ever. That is the question that's going to go through my head every time I encounter a problem from now on. How do
1: I Macarena out of this? (laughs) Yes.
0: I mean, your heart really has to be in it, though, too.
2: Yeah, I was about to say, that's going to be a catchphrase in my autobiography.
0: How do I Macarena my way out of this?
1: (laughs) I can't wait till Cotton Eye Joe shows up as an Everworld character.
0: <laughs> it's going to happen. It is going to happen. Just a man with syphilis and you're like, huh, <laughs> there he is.
2: I don't remember that line in the song.
0: That's, what do you think Cotton Eye, what did you think Cotton Eye was?
2: Uh, just crazy old guy.
0: You're not right, but I like that for you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just assumed he had like a bushy white eyebrow.
1: This crazy
2: old guy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I dig it.
2: Oh, Cotton Eye Joe is what I thought. I dig why it. Why did why wait.
0: Yeah, they did let all the middle schoolers dance to a song about a man with an STD. That is true. <laughs> that's
2: not even that's not even my question. Oh.
0: <laughs> Sorry.
1: <laughs> that's not the How do you the
2: concern? What happens to your eyes when you have syphilis?
0: Oh, it's it's not eyes plural. It's Eid 1.
2: What happens to your singular eye?
0: It's a, it's a dick you... reference. It's a reference to a oh, dick. Oh,
2: no. <laughs> oh, no. What have you done, Alex? I'm Alice?
1: sorry. Oh, God, I missed
2: it. I I'm didn't want lyrics. you to
1: find out like I thought this. he had
2: a bushy white eyebrow.
0: He still can.
2: And a little jug of moonshine. He still like, can. Like, this is just how I imagined the guy.
0: Well, that's why... If it hadn't been for Cotton Eye Joe, they'd been married a long time ago.
2: Where did you come from? And where did you go? (laughs) You know what? You know. Okay. Okay. So, I once heard somebody say that patience is a virtue and ignorance is bliss. So you have it made if you're dumb and you don't mind waiting around for a while. Mm -hmm. And I realize how much I've had it made until people explain stuff to me. <laughs> this world is complicated. It's a complicated place.
0: I'd, I'd, listen, I don't want to argue with you because you're going through a lot right now. <laughs> it just didn't, in my experience, Cotton Eye Joe and learning that it was about an STD didn't destroy me in the same way that it is destroying you.
2: You learned it a lot younger than I did. You had time to come to terms with it.
0: I I guess. I guess so. <laughs>
2: That's just how your life was, Alex. That's just how my life. You was. grew up. You grew up with syphilis, Cotton Eye Joe.
0: I grew up on the streets, knowing.
2: <laughs> I just thought he was the a crazy
1: old man. Oh god!
0: Oh, I didn't come into this with East Cobb colored glasses. Oh, there it is.
2: <laughs> Nobody believes your bird facts, Alex. Since I we're know. attacking each other that now, my curse. <laughs> Talk to somebody about it, be like, Alex says that Cotton Eye Joe is about syphilis, but I don't believe her. <laughs> it turns out Cotton Eye Joe is an animal.
0: I could have the STD wrong. I just, I know it is. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what if it's not an STD at all? What if it's like, like something positive? Oh, we're like, going to Google like, it right now. It's not. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a fucking STD. <laughs> he's got an engineering degree.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Good old Cotton Eye Joe. We call him that because his degree was made of cotton. Effective with syphilis.
2: Yep. Oh, no. You know what I know what's happening to right now is like the millions of people at home that are listening to this are just like, what a dumbass. How did he not know?
0: No, what they're doing right now is they're going, no, the did we dance to in middle school in a circle. No.
2: Why are you such a monster? Why Alex?
0: you say these terrible things, Alex? Oh, no. I've ruined so many memories for them. <laughs>
1: Well, on that note. Casey's going to tell us where did we go? Where did, where did we
0: go?
2: <laughs> god, Nigel was a Greek god the entire time. <laughs> oh, the god of syphilis.
1: <laughs> but not Sisyphus. Anyway, uh, David starts telling off the gods. And all the gods, they're upset by this, but Athena tells him to fuck off and let David speak. David goes on to say that all of the male Hetwan soldiers are loyal to Kaanor and they are a united front. And Athena's like, yeah, see? That means we have to be united as well. A voice goes, and I suppose you think you're the one to do it! And this very sexy lady with a supermodel strut walks up to her, followed by a boy cherub who has bows and arrows. All the boys start drooling over this this new lady. Aphrodite is essentially like, Ares is the god of war and should lead our warriors. Athena's like, okay, go talk to him then and take your pigeon with you. The pigeon in question, Eros, is like, what is she now? And um, Aphrodite has this fucking amazing dunk. She's saying, like, Athena is the goddess of the tongue and the sword, and yet she partakes in neither. Walks away, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) After she leaves, all the boys finally snap out of Bonertown, and David demands to go see their defenses. Christopher's like, dude, what are you doing? And David's like, these guys are fucked without us. It's like herding cats. April realizes that the reason this is so difficult is that gods can't change. They have to maintain the characteristics of the thing they represent. And Athena agrees and calls it the doom of the gods. David reiterates that the gods have to defeat the Hetwan or Everworld is fucked. And Juliel adds, it's not about strength or bravery, it's about being the smartest guy in the room. Athena's like, yes, we need a strategist like Perseus or Jason or Odysseus. But there's no one in our armies like that who will lead us. And David says, I will. That's what I know about that.
2: I, I. This is what I was talking about when I said that I really liked how the gods interact. Because mm-hmm. it's like God's going to do what God's going to do. And they ain't going to do nothing different. Yep. You know, even if you like, hey, here's some logic. And they're like, shut up. Snap out of I'm... Bonertown. Town. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I enjoyed that thoroughly.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I thought that was really cool. Like, that's, that's a, an aspect of the gods that I had not considered. And that's an interesting angle. And I think that could be a potential tool in the tool chest of defeating whoever they need to defeat. Um, Athena leads them away from the party. April is thinking about gods and how they all have a lot in common. They're difficult, reactive, and amoral. She wonders if they are humans with magical abilities or a different species altogether like humans and gorillas. While she is contemplating, Christopher is making fun of David and trying his best to be politically correct, but then he complains that it's less funny that way and he doesn't know what's cool to say and what's not. Athena leads them to the edge of a cliff and they look down into the fields and villages and they see a huge writhing mass of brown that are the Hetuan. Athena calls for Pegasus. Yes, that Pegasus. And they see a flock of what they thought were seagulls. Turns out to be winged horses. Jaleel is immediately like, "How do they even fly? This makes no scientific sense. They can't turn around because they don't have feathers on their tails, etc., etc., etc." I'm looking forward to your your thoughts, Alex. Um, and David says, "What to eat?" And it's basically like that scene in The Two Towers where Shadowfax rides up, and it's the most beautiful horse you've ever seen. Blah 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 blah. blah. Um, Also, uh, Pegasus can talk, so that's cool. Athena's like, take these mortals wherever they want to go and show them our armies. And then she, like, fucks off somewhere, literally disappears. David's like, how do I ride the pony? And Pegasus lets him on. He climbs up, and Pegasus yeets both of them off of the cliff. Pegasus's sons show up to bear the rest of them, and April is like, how the fuck am I supposed to put my legs before her horse dives over the side as
2: well? Okay. Okay. So... April, I've had the exact same thought.
1: <laughs> where the fuck like, do I put my legs?
2: Yeah, are you supposed to, like, lean forward with your legs back? Or are you supposed to sort of, like, prop your legs up because the wings are right where your legs are supposed to go? Yeah, I, I get it, April. I get it.
0: I think you just hook your the back of your knees over the front of their wings. Mm-hmm.
2: But that could be very uncomfortable to them.
0: They would have to tell me if so. Because they can talk. This
2: is true. This is true.
0: So cool fact about the horse that played Shadowfax <laughs> in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yes, tell me. So they had a couple of them that would play this, this white horse of the Maris. And they had the rider on there that was just like apparently some like wild like Brumby cowboy guy from the bush that just was like a really good horse trainer. And sometimes because he would only have like the super thin like invisible rope to like... Steer the horse playing Shadowfax with. Sometimes the horse would just take off with him, and he couldn't do anything. And so oh no. he just like had to go, and then be like, "I don't know, he'll be back sometime."
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. So,
2: am I the only one who, whenever I see the name Shadowfax anywhere, wonder why they didn't make the world's most amazing fax machine and call it the Shadowfax machine? I think about that a lot. I do every time I see it. I was like, this is a missed opportunity.
0: It is. It's a huge missed opportunity.
2: It should have been like a $70,000 machine or something like that. Is it patented? Shadow Facts? Yeah. Or no, like... Not, not if patented, you use it as... Copyrighted? Two, two different words.
0: That's tr- true. As we now know how to get away with a Harry Potter room. Oh. <laughs> That's We went to a room that was blatantly Harry Potter themed. Like they had props from the movie in the room. And we're like, how are they getting away with this? And then, like, as we were going through the room, we looked over and realized everything was, like, hog, space, warts. And we're like, oh. (laughs) God (laughs) damn
2: it. God, space, damn it.
0: God, space, damn it. So it's
2: not (laughs) Oh, no. You got me.
0: Yeah, they had us putting on, like, the robes, like, the movie robes and stuff. And, like, the wands that they used for lights were, like, straight up. They got them at, like, whatever toys r us is nowadays now that it's all closed amazon Am- yeah amazon i guess <laughs> like here ones
1: from the movie you've been sorted into lion house you've been sorted into <laughs> snake house
0: oh they had uh they had the like straight up sorting hat like prop thing that like you put it on and it says the lines from the movie like they literally the only thing they changed was hog space warts they even had a Huffle, Draco Huffle slash
2: Huffle Space Puff. Yeah,
0: Huffle Space yes. Puff. <laughs> They're gonna get sued. They're gonna get fucking sued as hell. Mm, yeah, maybe a,
2: sure. little a little bit. <laughs> You're like, no, look at the space.
1: <laughs> oh wait, I was gonna ask Alex about the horses flying mechanics oh, and yeah. Julia being like, "What the book?" Because you talk about dragons sometimes.
0: Yeah, they'd have to have, like, a massive, like, keel bone. Like, you couldn't just take, like, a horse and stick wings on them. They'd have to have, like, a massive keel to attach all that muscle to and, like, Mm -hmm. change their whole airway system and everything to get air sacs. Like, yeah, as far as the turning goes, like, you don't necessarily need that huge rudder tail to turn. There are definitely birds that have changed the way that they're tailed. Like, think of peacocks. They are still flight-capable they're not good at it. They're not very capable, but they exist and like also birds that have adaptations like woodpeckers to like have the super thick spines and like have mm-hmm. sacrificed some of the tail integrity.
1: Mhm. You do not so I can break them. Su-
0: exactly. You don't super 100% need that 100% like a bird. But like yeah, it would it would super suck to fly without it too. That would be really rough.
2: Are you done spouting all your bullshit, Cassandra? (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Oh. I had to be so patient with that bit.
1: (laughs) I hope Maria's listening to this. (laughs) Our ornithology Uh, teacher from college. Yeah, she's great.
0: I hope she's never listened to a single word I say.
1: (laughs) Well, as it turns out, flying a flying horse through the air is fucking terrifying, and April begs her steed not to let her fall. And... His name is Peleus, by the way, in case anybody wanted to know. It was nice of her to ask his name instead of just being like, boy. Um, the pegasi, pegasi start flying in a V formation and April surveys the landscape. Far off in the distance, she can see the crater city of Ka'anor, And turning around, she can see Olympus, which is connected to the north and south by a mountain range. The, nar- the northern access is a narrow ridge with sheer drops on either side. Um, They had come up the southern end and encountered villages and shops and stables, undoubtedly the easier route, and yet it was unmolested by Hetwan. On the western side of Olympus, she counts six steep plateaus going up the side. The Hetwan had seized the lowest of the six, with wooden steps being constructed up to the higher tiers, and the Greeks were on the step above them. They have a bunch of tents pitched up. They are eating and drinking around cooking fires. Jaleel's like, where are all the barricades? And David's like, they, it wouldn't make sense for them to have barricades because they're fighting with swords and shields, and you'd have to like reach over them, and it wouldn't make sense. And then David's like, "We're looking at a war without the last two thousand years of experience and advancement. That's fucking wild." So they fly to the north face of the mountain, which is cut through with a stream and waterfalls. April spots a canyon that goes from the top down to where the Hetwan are, and she says that they could sneak some of the Greek soldiers down through the canyon to ambush the Hetwan. David's like, "That's brilliant." Pegasus shouts that a battle has begun, and David's like, Well, let's get down there. Fucking front lines, fucking war strategy, nonsense up in this chapter. Michael Grant. Michael Grant was like,
0: Hey, I'm ready. We talk <laughs> battle strategies. Yep. So,
2: re- reading this chapter and the next chapter specifically, I really. Lo- okay, all right, here's my question David versus Tobias in a game of risk. Who wins? Hmm. (laughs) Also, I really like the idea of bird Tobias moving risk pieces. I was about to say,
1: I think that would be his only downfall. (laughs) He can't pick it up with his little bird claws. (laughs) Or he'd put it in the wrong spot because he'd drop it and be like, God damn it.
0: (laughs) I don't know. I want to say Tobias, but I feel like that's just loyalty to Tobias versus a real argument.
2: I think I'd like to see that game.
0: Oh, yeah. They should they should Twitch stream that for us. <laughs>
2: <laughs> from That's the, the next from Michael the Grant short story that I want. is yeah. David versus Tobias playing Risk.
1: Assuming David survives
2: the oh, world
1: series.
2: Fair. What if, like, I think we all kind of live under the assumption that one of them is going to beef it. Oh, for what sure. What if three of them beef it and only one of them walks away from this thing?
0: <gasps> as long as it's April.
2: Yeah, fair. Christopher's gonna be the one. Christopher's gonna be fit. He's gonna he's gonna make us feel like he's turned the corner, and then just oh. eat it right then. You
0: don't well. think David's gonna like sacrifice himself for the others?
2: No, I think he's gonna want to. Christopher might, because he's got to repay that Ganymede debt.
0: I thought he repaid it by not accepting immortality.
2: Oh, I. You know that do- that move doesn't. Can we talk about how that move do- totally doesn't make sense? Yeah. If you don't take immortality, does it bring Ganymede back? No. 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 Take the immortality and then do something with your forever life. Yeah. Like, maybe save the next person. Like, pay it forward. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, you're not getting immortality. That doesn't, that doesn't show anything
0: Or, like, to travel me. to the heart of the Ka'anor beast and take his corpse back and let him be reanimated. Like, do a cool... Like, they're yeah, all about, a, like, the... Do a cool... Do a cool. Do it. You get it. Do a cool. <laughs> what is the Iliad? Yeah. But doing a cool.
2: You have an opportunity, <laughs> and you could take this opportunity to do good, mm-hmm. and that could be your repayment for your, what you view as a failure, what nobody else probably does.
0: He could distribute, the little roller carts they use in gym class throughout space and time, and he chose not to.
2: Roller carts.
0: Yeah, you know the ones that like the kids would sit on with the little like. <gasps>
1: Oh, I love those! Wings. So many see? pinched fingers, but see, so much fun.
2: No, I did you don't ever do know parachute what you're doing. T- oh, parachute no. day! Oh no!
0: Oh no! What did they do in East Cobb?
2: <laughs> you know what? I, I don't know because I didn't go to school there because I didn't live there. I'm not from there.
0: Cart around like little. I bet lamps you. On you know string. what? No,
2: <laughs> I'll, I'll guarantee you that if there was something cool to be done, they were doing it in East Cobb because they had the money over there.
0: It's a single parachute that's existed for 500 years. You don't need money to do Parachute Day.
1: <laughs> what what did we even do for Parachute Day? Like, I just remember. Nothing. I would walk <laughs> in and see the parachute, and I got all excited. And we all would, like, sit around the edges of the parachute. But yep. I don't know
0: what we did. And then they'd whip it up over your head, and everybody would tuck it under their butts. And you'd all sit in there laughing until the parachute deflated on all the children. That was it. <laughs> that's right. That was fucking it.
2: <laughs> maybe I did do parachute day that does sound kind of
1: familiar <laughs> oh. Or oh yeah didn't you have to like throw it up and then you had to like run under the parachute mm-hmm. to the other side of the circle with like the other kid know, oh that was like
0: once they added the games to it that was the hard mode of parachute day hell yeah <laughs> Tim's like I don't know what you guys did with these
2: parachutes <laughs> so I went to a Braves game a couple days ago, and it rained a bunch. And so now, like, everything the grounds crew did that we saw them do, it sounds like Parachute Day was just training for that baseball grounds crew. Oh. Yeah, the way they brought the tarp on the field and the way they rolled the tarp up, I'm like, this is probably, like... Parachute Day. Yeah, like, if you go to groundskeeper school...
0: They have Parachute have like, Day groundskeeper school?
2: Yeah, I'm sure they do. Hell yeah. I'm sure they do. This is how they find you.
0: And they recruit you.
2: Yeah, and they recruit you.
1: <laughs> oh, no. They're like when the army shows up to, like,
2: yeah, it's... conventions and stuff. Oh, it turns out baseball grounds crews are just, like, the CIA. <laughs> <laughs> they have you, like, spotted at age eight.
1: They give you special tests to do. <laughs> All right. The horses fly them down. The pegasi, Sorry. Um, April's like, where are the gods? Why aren't they helping with this? The Hetwan are climbing up the structures that they built, marching in line like ants. It's always fucking ants with Catherine and Michael. Um, The charging Hetwan outnumber the Greeks five to one, with more still down below on the first plateau. When they hit the ground, David runs for the tents, yelling at the others to pull up the tent poles and tear up the canvas. The, The Pegasi fuck off, and April is like, I'm wearing a dress. Cool. Jaleel slices the tent canvas into strips with Excalibur and David ties them onto one of the tent poles. Christopher finds a pitcher of olive oil and David shoves the end of the spear into it. And then he shoves it into one of the cooking fires and he basically creates a six foot long torch. He smiles at them and tells them to keep them coming and he runs off into the fray. As the kids build two more torches, April volunteers to handle the next one. As She's running. She's yelling at all the Greeks to get out of the way and she makes it to the front lines. Greeks and Hetwan alike are getting mutilated and cut up right in front of her, including a man who took a Hetwan shot right to the eyeball. Another man slams into April and falls dead, and she sees a clean one inch hole straight through his helmet. And she's like, wow, that suspiciously looks like a bullet hole. And she runs off to tell David, who launches the torch down off the edge of the plateau. For the next few, I assume, hours, April makes the run back and forth with the torches, and eventually the Hetwan progress far enough that the kids can no longer reach the edge of the plateau to throw anymore. However, David informs April that it worked, and that all of the steps and ladders are burned, and they just have to kill the guys who already came up. April tells him about the gunshot wound, and David doesn't really believe her, but Jaleel backs her up by saying he heard a loud bang earlier that could have been a gunshot. David's like, well, if they have guns, we're screwed. Then he spots some hetwan flying up the plateau. Greek archers take them out easily. April figures that's why they didn't fly up in the first place because they're too big and slow. Um, some dude runs up to David and he's like, We're tired! And David tells him to pull a third of the ranks plus the wounded and they will launch a counterattack. They look around at all the soldiers and everyone's pretty fucked up. They're wounded and bloody and exhausted and missing limbs. David is like, This is stupid. Christopher and Galil, go grab a torch. April's like, What about me? And he's like, Listen, not to be sexist or anything, but, like, this is, like, real battle. And April is angry, torn between feminism and really wanting to take the out that David just gave her. She's finally like, I can carry a torch. Everyone gathers together, and David has this whole plan that involves tricking the Hetwan into thinking they are a fresh force of dudes. They're gonna go around the back of the Hetwan and trap them between themselves and the main force. So they all run and burst through into the battle, and they accidentally trample some of the existing greeks oops um in the meantime something snaps in april and she starts screaming in rage ready to kill she's going berserker mode she's barbarian she flies into a rage she spears a hetwan right in the face and stabs another and another she takes hetwan venom to the stomach and unconsciously slaps at it with her hand burning that too she realizes that she can't feel fear or pain and anything about who she was before this moment is gone. She's just a black hole, a killing machine. She shoves her torch into another het- one and spits and laughs and screams, die, die. She raises her spear over her head and shouts into the sky and then topples off the plateau. And that is the first half of this
2: book. And uh, that was such a good ending point for where we were reading.
0: Yeah, that was perfect. Hooray!
2: So can can I just talk for a minute? Do it. Yeah. About how smart the three of us are, because it seems like oh I don't know forever <laughs> ago, like, oh. yeah. <laughs> what? It's, Sorry, what? Yeah, stay with me. Uh, it uh, it seems like forever ago that we might have picked out a little thing that might come back later, a little something that we named Jaleel's kindness, where he oh. gave them the power to make guns. Yep and we knew it was going to come back later and this was just the first attempt at it. Mhm. And and that gun is going to have a bullet made of Kuhatch steel, which is why it went clean through that guy. Yep. Because that's where the Hetwan got the 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 technology from it was from the Kuhatch. Yep. But yep. I remember us, I remember us calling that and as soon as she said, "I think they have a gun." Oh yeah. And they just they just field tested that thing. Hey. Yep.
1: And doesn't yep. that The Something about what the oracle said was the alien blacksmith's secret need. Yeah. So that's probably the coup hatch. But I'm sure whatever she said was bullshit anyway. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Probably. I don't think she was telling the truth at all. Yeah. Spewing shit to get attention. Yeah. (sighs) As per usual.
2: You know what? Okay. No. No. It's one thing not to believe, Cassandra. It's another thing, and I completely need it, is for... Kiki to just completely neg Cassandra the whole time?
1: <laughs> yes.
2: yes. Why are you like this? Jesus.
1: Oh, you're so embarrassing. You're just running around <laughs> telling people things that aren't even true. Prophecies.
0: How embarrassing.
1: Oh my god. Can you stop?
0: Ugh. Mom, I hate it when you tell the future. <laughs>
2: I, I don't have enough of this book. To form an opinion on it yet, mm-hmm. I have to see what happens in the second half because I think the second half is going to be the good half of this book.
0: I got the Pegasus in this half of the book, so I am satisfied. It's good. It's good.
2: <laughs> That's
0: the best part. It was. It was, and I think oh. we should get the toys of the Pegasi. Yeah,
1: Pegasus for everybody.
2: I do really like, like the stuff we talked about about David. You know, having to confront his his past to mature, and then you can really see it showing through now mm-hmm. like we saw him make his break with senna or at least you know start the process of making the break with senna but now you can see him like really like recognizing problems and addressing problems mm-hmm. and i like that and i did love the bit at the beginning i absolutely love this bit where they're in uh olympus and they're all like talking about how great this is and they're like i can't wait for david to come and find a problem with it and then immediately david <laughs> walks in and he has a problem with it and then they just start laughing
0: that was so that was something that I, I really noticed during this book is that they like feel like they're finally starting to come together, yeah mm-hmm. yeah, and i they like don't. that was another thing I really liked about this the first half of this book
2: uh, even even Christopher, which you know he sounds like every comedian right now that claims to not be woke or whatever Ugh. like oh, you just uh, can't tell what to say it's like, ah, shut dead. up yeah. but Dude. at least at least he took the time to think about what he was saying instead of just saying it. So at, yeah, again, it's, it's, it's small victories, but at least it's, it's headed in the right direction.
0: I can't wait until the next comedian is like, well, you can't say funny stuff if you have to be so woke, blah, blah, blah. And I can be like, wow, what an argument from Michael Grant's books ever the '90s." <laughs> 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 Who will feel stupid then?
2: Got him. You know, I will stand right behind you and be like, oh. You better. Because you guys roasted. are going to be the only
1: ones that are going to be like, so cool.
2: I'll be like, damn. Got him. <laughs> I also loved, uh, my other favorite part was uh, when they're, David's just bossing around all these, you know, these Greek soldiers. And they're like, dude, why are they listening to you? And he's like, I said, Athena put me in charge. And I was like, that using that one. Yeah. you <laughs> like, well, why are we supposed to listen to you? I'll be like, Athena put me in charge.
0: Athena said I had to be in charge, so
2: yeah. here I am. I love how these Greek people have never confronted anybody who, I don't know, lied before. It's just <laughs> a foreign concept. No,
0: no one lies there except Cassandra.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 Cass- Cassandra Alex. Oh Sandra no. Oh no. Oh no. Alex Alexandra?
0: Yeah, that's that's very close to my real name. <laughs> <laughs> it's not
2: quite Alexander, but no, it's close. It's close. It's Alexander. too close for yeah. to
0: comfort, really, at the end of the day.
1: <laughs> oh shit.
2: I hope nobody like I hope nobody thought like when I when I called your bird facts bullshit. I hope nobody thought that was too mean. They're gonna be like, oh I fucking hate that guy. He's so mean. To Alex.
0: <gasps> if they did, they're gonna to have to confront a lot of audio media that we have posted with that exact. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but here's like, this is the straw where they're finally like, you know, the eight hundredth time it happens, it's just really Yay. mean. <laughs> First seven ninety nine, fucking hilarious.
2: I I I wish y'all could have seen the defeat on Alex's face because <laughs> Which it, time? it was genuine. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to start reading the rest of this tonight.
0: Oh, I'm going to read Horse Girls for tomorrow.
2: <laughs> I've already read it.
0: Well, must be nice, Tim.
2: Yeah, That's I am. Ahead for nice. once.
0: It must wow. be nice. <laughs> I'm not ahead for once. And always. <laughs> More thoughts? Seven minute outro? What are we
2: feeling? How yeah, are we doing an outro? I'm, I've said what I need to say. <laughs>
0: I said what I came said here to piece. fucking say. <laughs> All right, all right. let's see if I can remember how to do one of these. If you want to tell us if your heart was in it, then you can do that at anonymousanimorphs at gmail.com or find us on Facebook at Animorphs Anonymous, Apple Grant Book Club. Uh, You can find our super secret, super awesome subgroup, the Andalite Bandalites. You can find us on Twitter at Animorphs Anon or Apple Grant Cast or Instagram at Animorphs Anonymous or Apple Grant Cast. You can
1: tell us about your enthusiasm or lack thereof for conversation in our Discord server where we have lots of conversations. And you can partake in those or not. You and you can there's pet pictures and there's there's cool people and we talk about animals and all sorts of other stuff. And you can get the link to that uh, on our socials. Um well you gotta tell us you gotta you gotta DM us and you gotta be like, hey my heart's not really in it, but I would like the link to the Discord <laughs> server. Can you accommodate me, please? And thank you. So that's what I know about that.
0: God damn. Like an, like an Uber driver. Just like an Uber <laughs> driver. Their heart's not in it. Uh, God, Casey, what if my heart was in something and it's a book and it's specifically a webcomic and it's specifically the webcomic that you write and illustrate? And specifically, I would like to know where to find it, please.
1: Well, that's a good place to put your heart in it. Because that webcomic that I make and draw, it's all about hearts. It's just hearts. It's hearts. It's romance. It's sparkles. It's heart flutters. It's good gay feelings. It's called B-Side You. You can read it for free at B-S-I-D-E-Y-O-U com. It is also on Tapas and Webtoons. Uh, and if you're like, oh, my God, my heart is so full and all the way in it, I'm gonna go and put dollars in Casey's heart <laughs> at Patreon. <laughs> where <laughs> <laughs> this yep. patreon dot com slash kcd studios this is where I am.
0: <laughs> if you put enough money into Casey's heart, she will absolutely <laughs> released so many episodes of the Slater cast that we've definitely been recording in the Dan Van. Dan and I, we talk about Slater and how he's the best character of all time. If you don't know what that means, read the webcomic. And also, for $84,000 a month, we'll get Casey and M. Swan to illustrate Spirit. Or, no, sorry, animate Spirit. Something. It's No, Unicorns of Balanor in the Style of Spirit. I remember now. I'm, I'm getting there. $84,000 a month. Get on it. Get on
1: it, oh, kids. Money, please.
2: I got. I got one. Yeah. I got yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You ready? Yeah. <laughs> um, Alex, where else can people hear you, monstrously destroy things from their childhood <laughs> by telling them it has syphilis?
0: Specifically, the syphilis fact.
2: Syphilis. <laughs>
0: Specifically. Oh <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I've had worse. Sp- syphilis facts on other shows.
2: Nobody would believe you anyway.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Don't leave me. laughs> Holy shit. Well, I had one too, Tim. Do you want to hear mine? Yeah. If you want to hear Tim not putting his heart in it in the specific outro of the show he does Late Starters,
2: <laughs> tell me oh, where to no. find that. Oh, too real. Too real. Oh, no. Yeah, you should go listen to Late Starters because Alex gives animal facts so that we don't listen to it, (laughs) and 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 Casey's there. Oh my god, the best, and it's so much fun.
0: You're right. That's Callan's entire arc. She just tells the (laughs) right things.
2: She writes about things that no one listens to. Oh no! This
1: goes all the way to the top. Oh my god,
2: this is layers. It goes all the way down, much like hot dogs, much like which is. Uh, Horse Girls goof And everybody should go listen to Horse Girls Damn At horsegirls.club.
0: And then if you subscribe to that Patreon You can get Horse Girls which Casey's on And it's a fucking delight We made everybody read Twilight and they all loved it They're huge TwiHard nerds now sure. Yeah DieHard that's a thing
2: Okay that time Alex was spewing bullshit <laughs> <I> was. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Not it sounded real about us reading Twilight <laughs> That part we did do
0: We did read Twilight we do talk about it
2: uh, and then D and D B. I don't think anybody mentioned that. Nope, no, no
0: one's mentioned D and be yet. D&D which is, <laughs> hey, you like animorphs? Probably. You're listening to a show called Animorphs Anonymous, so you probably like it. Uh, you should go check out Dungeons of beams because we're playing uh, animorphs D and D. We're a bunch of idiot teenagers that do dumb shit and touch animals and turn into them for two hours at a time or more if we're idiots. Oh no! There you have it.
2: Can I throw a couple more on there? Yeah,
0: yeah please.
2: Okay, uh, everybody go listen to Botched, and everybody go listen to Quid for a Roll, because there's really awesome people who have been doing really awesome stuff with us also mm-hmm. on those shows.
0: Yeah, that's absolutely true. And Doodle
1: Crew.
2: And Doodle Crew. hmm mm-hmm. Which I, I don't think you listen to. I think you, 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 you watch. use your eyeballs you for that. Yeah. But you
1: there's draws happen. Yeah. yeah. yeah you, watch th- you can watch Casey draw on Doodle Crew. You can watch Tim draw on Doodle um, Crew. You can watch Swan and occasionally Tim on Art Corner
2: yeah if you want to see like some serious third grade level art then stop by when i'm on art corner
1: <laughs> it's fridge grade kids yes oh and suppress tech book club and surprise- yeah. oh shit yeah
0: shit. that other podcast that we do that's on this <laughs> very feed sometimes but you don't know when suppress tech it's great i love, I love that up. show yeah did we do it did we say all the things that we needed to say
1: i think so i think we've done it
0: we've done a podcast Good job, everyone.